Alright guys, um, I'm starting it. I'm starting it now. Okay, I'm, I'm tired of all, right. all the setup and everything. Good good evening. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, Sports Goose here. Andrew, Charles. Uh, we actually do have a new member of the crew, but he couldn't make it today. He's sick. He's uh, out in uh, LA, actually. And uh, But we'll introduce him properly next time. And then, of course, Doug is somewhere out in the sports world. We're going to figure out where he is. Some. Nice. <laughs> okay, let's see if this... Is this working, guys? It, it should be working, but I, I'm not even sure. It might be a connection problem, because I've been having connection issues here. But um... How long? All right, looks like it's live up on Twitch. Um, yeah. I think we're back up on YouTube as well. Are we now? Okay, so if that's the case, yeah, welcome we're back everybody. Up on both. Okay. Um, welcome everybody. I think <laughs> to Sports Goofs. Uh, Francisco and Andrew here. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. We actually had uh, technical difficulties. Yeah, so uh, we have a lot of topics on for tonight. NBA, NHL games, uh, NFL, a lot of news, a ton of news, super metric ton of news from the end of the regular season. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thank God the Jaguars and Dolphins season is over. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the Titans season is over for, for Charles, and this is the second time we're actually saying this. So we're we're reopening the wound, that was already opened. Yeah, um, but he did congratulate the Colts, and actually the Colts hit on a bunch of their draft picks. It kind of led their, their resurgence, if you will, under Captain Andrew Luck and his regiment. Mm -hmm. Regiment. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Regiment yeah. is something else. Yeah. Um, and the Heat are playing the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. That's the game I'm watching for the NBA. And then later on is the, the Thunder versus the Lakers. And then NHL is the Avalanche and Sharks are the, the games that I'm watching. But yeah, uh, Charles, uh, what the heck happened with the Titans? Uh, basically the injury bug that is Marcus Mariota and then having to start playing Gabbard. I mean, Blaine's been serviceable this year. He's won us a couple of games, but I feel sometimes, especially for our defense, we have a bad tendency of playing down to our competition. Um, and we have to kind of squeak away wins, and we're squeaking away wins with Mariota at the helm, and he's not there. So I think sometimes the whole team gets kind of bummed out when they're not seeing their electric, uh, you know, their electric dynamic offensive leader there for them. And we're just kind of like stuck there saying, all right, what happened? I mean, we gave the Colts some fits. I knew Luck was at pick six, so I felt like we were 
He did save you for one game, though. He did. He did. And that's the thing. Some, sometimes when you get a backup, you just have to be serviceable. You know, you, you're not going to be a starting quality, uh, you know, quarterback unless your name is Nick Foles, and the guy deserves all the money he can get. Um, but for us, it's just kind of we we miss out on some opportunities. We I don't think our head was in the game, and the Colts were a better team. So we go nine and seven for thirty in a row. So we are. Yeah, it's interesting. We do it with a different head coach this time. Um, and Mike Rabel, instead of Mark Malarkey. And so, you know, you, you put it to rest. I mean, I don't know. Even though we didn't make it, I'm still going to watch the playoffs. I'm very excited for it. Um, because usually sometimes the wild card playoffs can kind of be a bit of a bummer. But uh, I think we have a lot of good games to come up with it. And, hey, my head coach didn't get fired, unlike certain people down in Miami. So, we'll take it as a win. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's eight head coaching vacancies. So, that's a quarter of the of the league that's available for this coaching carousel so uh, i guess we'll we'll immediately go here the miami dolphins are terrible uh this is going to be the last one for at least until i would say the nfl draft this year when the dolphins will probably screw that up the miami dolphins uh, steven ross finally got the balls to do something and fired adam gase uh it looked like that final game of the season against the Buffalo Bills of all teams, they got utterly destroyed. And Josh Allen like a god. Yeah, he made John yeah, they made Josh Allen look like a god and and that's that's just the it's it's just terrible. It's just really terrible. We finally got to a point where um the we finally got to a point where it looked like the players finally gave up on Adam Gase and his stubbornness. That's one of the, I guess, the biggest issues of him, as, or maybe one of the things he needs to learn if he wants to be, uh, continue with his head coaching stuff, is he was a bit stubborn. The Dolphins never really established any sort of offensive identity. I know he was, quote-unquote, the quarterback guru, or this offensive guru, which... Honestly, we didn't really get to see much in Miami. Maybe one or two trick plays. Um, uh, the wildcat they would throw out every once in a while. The, the fact that the Dolphins even scored. Was it... What was that play? They, they played uh, the Philadelphia play or whatever? Or, um, Philly, Philly. Yeah, so that was the only way they could score. So, you know it's pretty bad when they have to do that just to score. Usually you don't throw that out until like... I don't know, you're, you're messing around with the other team. but uh, Gosh, Adam Gase is finally gone, and and Stephen Ross has some things to, to really think about because he, in his announcement, said that this might take three or four seasons just to get it all back together. And I know he's like 78 years old, and he wishes he didn't have to do that, but... You know, all of the mistakes that they made previously led up to this. So, here we are. I don't know who would take this head coaching gig because you're essentially telling the guy who's coming in, you have no real control over the roster, and we're, we might actually want to suck the next couple of seasons just so we could have a, a franchise quarterback or do a season-long tank bowl. I've been calling for it for many years now, 
a season long tank pull. And now maybe the Dolphins might have the the gumption to do it. Ooh, nice word. So here's to the tank, everybody. Tank in 2019. That's what we was it. Um, what's the hashtag the Mar- the Dolphins should do for this season, this upcoming? Who 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 should they go after? I mean, they need a QB, but. Uh, so that's um, the Arizona Cardinals won the tank this season, this this past 2018 season. So congratulations to them. Good job, Cardinals. You you guys are have finally sunk as low as the Phoenix Suns. So, ouch. Everything is going really well out there in Arizona for their sports. I mean, I thought it was bad here, but they've got. The Phoenix Suns, the Arizona Coyotes, and the Arizona Cardinals. And even the Diamondbacks fell apart last season, so... Well, you know what this means. We need to make tank tops for for the NFL teams. Oh, no, that's that that actually is kind of my hope now, is that we could do this every season for every sport. The, the problem, though, is it doesn't work as well because NBA jerseys are basically glorified tank tops. Yeah. I know. Football jerseys are not tank tops. But I think we should still call them tank tops. Um, Alright, so... Uh, NFL playoffs, Arizona Cardinals, the coaching carousel is happening. So we'll see what happens after that. What's your most anticipated playoff game for the wild card round? Um, I'm really interested in the Ravens and the San Diego Chargers. Or I guess Los Angeles Chargers now, just because they had a I want to see if it's going to be the Lamar Jackson hype that wins out or if, you know, the Chargers don't beat the Chargers and actually close it out for once. Uh, you know, I predict, and this is a, you know, a hard prediction, but I think that the Chargers take it out and win. It'll be a very close game. I, it really comes down to that Philip Rivers has wide receivers that make plays. I mean, the Ravens came out strong in the game against the Browns, uh, but in the second half, especially when we got down the fourth quarter, they're just very tired on defense, and all you could do with Lamar Jackson was just kind of do your kind of quarterback power options, quarterback sweeps, and they haven't anybody really thrown to, and you really see John Brown and Crabtree, they all look very quiet, whereas if it's got to be a last-minute thing to get a field goal, I think I put faith in Phil Berger sending out to um, Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, Returning Hunter Henry and also Melvin uh, Gordon's back, but I, they'll, they'll limit him out a little bit. But it's going to be brutal. I think it's going to be a little nasty. It's going to be played in uh, Baltimore, so how the weather is going to be. But I think it's going to be good. Definitely excited for that. I can actually chime in this time because I actually do follow the NFL. <laughs> what What's yours then? Uh, this is for Chargers Ravens. Char- oh, okay. Well, are you? Are you covering any specific game, or are you just overall? No, I mean overall. Which is your more anticipated wild card game coming up? I mean, there's, I mean, for me, it, it would be the uh, the battle for the AFC South between Indiana and Houston. Mm, that's uh, a good one. Um, or Indianapolis and Houston. Some people actually have an issue with whether you say Indiana or Indianapolis for the Colts, but whatever. You guys have a long name, so screw it. Uh, the I just want to see if the Colts can kind of keep this gravy train going. 
gravy train. <laughs> because uh, it's been fun to see. I'm actually I like Andrew Luck because he's the Dolphins quarterback that that he he should have been the Dolphins quarterback. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the Dolphins ruined him, and I just look at him from afar and think, what could have been. So I'm I'm hoping for success on his part. So. The Dolphins fan in me can feel even more terrible as he continues his successful career before he goes into Canton, Ohio. And Ryan Tannehill is a very bizarre and seven-year-long footnote in Dolphins history. <laughs> a future XFL quarterback in the making. <laughs> or AAF. Don't forget the AAF. I, I always have to make a plug for them. <laughs> Because they have the Orlando oh, team. Oh, as I'm thinking, yeah, I was thinking uh, Andrew Luck, you know, um, his dad, you know, is, I think, president or vice president for the XFL. So, you know, he'll probably put Tannehill in a good work for him. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Oliver Luck, I believe, you know, you know before I run my mouth, I'll just kind of fully verify it. But I know one of the offers that he made was, yes, he is currently uh, CEO commissioner of the XFL. And actually, while we're on the XFL, I'll just quick diversion. They finally announced what cities the XFL is going into. Okay. I, I'm about a month late to this, but I didn't find out about this until a week or so ago. It was very unheralded. So the XFL teams, do you guys know them yet, or is this... I'm assuming Vegas... Surprisingly, no. Oh, okay. So we've got Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, and I'll I'll, I'll say the the stadiums as well. Dallas is Globe Globe Life Park. So, where the but they start in twenty twenty, so that means the Rangers will be out by then. So they're gonna play in the Rangers' old ballpark, correct, or, or current ballpark right now. So By then it'll be their old ballpark. So it'll be like a like a Turner Field kind of situation, I assume. That's that is strange. Okay. Well, I will say they'll probably have the nicest stadium. I, I love Globe Life Park. It's such a that's something on my bucket list before it closes, is to get out there because that's such an old time type stadium. So you've got Dallas. Um, Houston is going to play in TDECU Stadium, which is where the Houston Cougars football plays. Okay. Uh, Los Angeles will be at StubHub Center. Wow. That's such a rough decision right there, because they can't even get people to go see their two professional teams. Yeah, that's... that's. I mean, people don't want to see the Chargers, and the Chargers are actually a good team this season. What, what makes them think that they're going to watch the XFL? I don't know. Okay. So, uh, New York, although, wow, <laughs> they're going to be playing in MetLife Stadium. So, wow. So, so, I would assume just Lower Bowl is being sold. I would think so. With sweets. Because, dang. They're, the th- All right, so I'll keep going. Seattle is going to be playing in CenturyLink Field. So, they're actually sharing these... These NFL stadiums? Surprisingly, yeah. Wow. At least they didn't... I'm surprised they didn't share Houston with the Texans. Uh, Next city is St. Louis. I'm surprised they're not playing at the Astrodome at this point. (laughs) That would have been a good idea. (laughs) Um, 
St. Louis. They're playing at something called the Dome. Oh well, that that's the Edward Jones. It's where the Rams were playing. Okay. It's it's empty. Might as well use it. So they're that fi- actually makes sense. They're filling the void there. Uh, City Seven is Tampa. They're playing at Raymond James Stadium or Ray J, as everyone so likes to call it. They're not playing in Orlando. Well, AAF has Orlando. Okay. A- okay. So. And then number eight is uh, Washington D.C. They'll be playing at Audi Field or Audi Field. Uh, that's where DC United, the oh, MLS the... team, plays. All right. So, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on the I'm... the teams or the not the teams or the and venues? The, right, and the team names haven't been announced yet. They've just announced the cities and I'm... locations. Okay, the cities. Like I get. I don't know why they they wouldn't go for a slightly minor league feel and just be in smaller towns where people might actually want to have a connection with their cities because there's some pretty good minor league sports towns out there that people actually go to see their teams like um they could have put a team out in memphis maybe played a team uh, well memphis is covered by the aaf oh okay uh i'm sorry to burst your bubble i think venues mls parks and college football stadiums or at least older college football stadiums is probably the way it should have gone. I mean, I can't see them having much of an audience unless they're really going to make this like a like a freak show type of thing, like basically or making it the WWE, literally the WWE of football where maybe 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 they're not actual competitive games in the sense of professional football, but kind of like professional wrestling where they kind of make it a soap opera for men. <laughs> but for football. <laughs> I could get behind that with like these weird, these like actual cast of characters where they actually have to write in their their storylines, <laughs> have their rivalries, um, maybe have a cage match every once in a while. <laughs> maybe they'll have like a penalty box, like the NHL. Yes. And have a ca- like you get a like a, a personal foul, whatever, or any sort of holding penalty, go into that inside the cage, and you'll have to wrestle the I don't know another guy on the other team, and. <laughs> And whoever comes out will decide whether they accept or decline the penalty. I don't know. I like that. That would be great. Uh, Unfortunately, um, Vince McMahon is trying to be professional about this. So Uh, no more uh, scantily clad cheerleaders, uh, anything like that. He wants to play it above board, I suppose. I don't know. I'd really love. I would to, love to watch that. I would though. love to see some of these uh, ex NFL players pretending to know their lines. I'd, I'd like to see Vince Young out there. <laughs> All right. I what mean, about you? I, 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 I gotta chime in on that one real quickly. The best way to do it overtime is just to put each captain in a steel cage match. It's gonna win. I would. I would be fully supportive of that um for the for the audience out there i'm a big wrestling fan so this kind of speaks to me a little bit uh but i mean i, I, I gotta say it's just uh, honestly I, charles how would you rest how would you wweify football <laughs> first off all right this is how you wweify football you're not going for a super bowl ring you're making it to a championship a title belt something they can wear on that's the first step it's got to be glorious it's got to be gaudy it's got to be like the rick flair wcw Woo! Belt thing. Not, not some rings who cares about rings rings is just for marriage all right 
<laughs> That's going to be the tagline of this episode. Rings are just for marriage. Exactly. We wear belts. Uh, you, you get the most... You get, you get entrance themes. You know... We, we, oh! We're, we're not talking about them cheesy kind of... Uh, Fight songs. You're Miami Dolphins. You're getting some, like, Goldberg-esque <laughs> song coming up for some... Come out with fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Jackhammers, and that's what you got to name your team. You got to name him from like you know the different finisher moves throughout the years, the uh, the Connecticut pedigree for like Triple H, the Hollywood leg drop for the Hulk Hogan leg drop. This is we can make this, and uh, we can probably make it better. Vince, hire me. I'm your guy. I'll also help book your wrestling shows better. Let's make Raw and SmackDown work. We'll compete against All Elite Wrestling, who is getting funded by Tony Khan, uh, co-chairman of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Son of Shayer Khan, so look, we brought all back to the spectrum here because now wrestling and football is closer than we think. Those are a couple suggestions. <laughs> Honestly, this is the way they should go. Yes, yes, they should. They should make it. It really should. You know, just make it. Uh, like uh, what was it? Um, uh, what's uh, freaking Ice Cube's basketball league? The big three. Make it like that, where it's like a traveling show, if you will, between these teams, quotation marks, and just have it at these different venues. Like, hey, this, uh, maybe just have it following the WWE uh, shows. Oh, Monday Night Raw is at the BB&T Center this week. And hey, <laughs> if you're in town, check out the, the I don't know, the Miami Marauders versus the Los Angeles conquistadors at the Boca Raton Stadium as uh, looks like Vince Young is angry at at uh, EJ Manuel for stealing his cheerleader girlfriend I don't know <laughs> let's see if they can settle out in the octagonish football field have it have a different shaped football field if you want you could do something like NFL Street where uh, it's high sides, oh, that... so you could you know jump off the wall to make these catches. I could see that for the, so it literally put the field next to the wall. It would work well, at have that. Have you ever seen at Global... Street? Yeah, for yeah for, for like PS2 and like Xbox yeah. and GameCube. It's pretty much anything is game. You can make you can jump off and catch things. Like that would be great. I'd love that. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of torn ACLs in our league, but it'll be, be fun. Like, be like blitz the league, where, well, I don't want to go into that because that glorifies injury, and some of those are pretty gruesome. Unless we can, well, the the idea is to wrestle WWEify it. So they you you'd have to teach the players how to tackle, but not, but in a way that it looks like they're hurting each other, but they're not. Right. So just have these. <laughs> Instead of actual NFL coaches, actually just have wrestlers as the coaches for their teams. So so as they're going through their WWE season, they're promoting their teams. It's like, you know what? You know, after like a loss, uh, you know what? We're gonna have to settle this at the football field. <laughs> We're gonna have I don't know why I keep picking on Vince Young, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's like 6'4", 240 pounds. He would be like Vince McMahon's big dream to get for heavyweight champ. Or Jenny, uh, Johnny Manziel, although he's... Although Vince McMahon... I could see Johnny Football doing really well in this league as far as being like a heel. Yeah. Okay? No doubt. He'd be the perfect heel. 
Okay, big, you know, rich boy thinks whatever thinks he's the he's the he's the hot shot of the world. Like he could be a good heel in this he in this this football league. Gosh, man, this guy, this is out. Oh, man, I'm excited for this, man. And for anyone listening, this was absolutely not planned. This this discussion, but it's definitely but where the XFL should go. This this I I enjoyed this discussion. We'll have to come back to it. All right. Uh. Yeah. Uh, you want to get that game going? Uh, I, I don't think my computer can handle it today, guys. <laughs> okay. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm still working towards getting a better PC, but uh, I actually do want to transition to where in the sports world is Doug. Okay. Our, our good buddy, Doug. He never seems to be here because he's out in the sports world just making it rain. Or he's just in his office working. But... Somewhere not in his office, like he's out working someplace in the in the sports world. Ooh. So, so guys, uh, I'm gonna give you some clues. You guys have to figure out where the heck Doug is in the sports world. All right, let's do this. So, this city was founded in 1777, but not officially incorporated until 1852. It has a population of 122,725 people as of I don't know when, 2016 or something. It is home to tech companies such as Intel and Sun Microsystems. Do you want to take a guess at that one? Where is Uh, Doug? Where is he sitting at? Can I say he's in the Northeast? No. Uh, He's obviously not in Seattle because the population is way too small. Right. Uh, Say Portland? Getting warmer. Okay. Okay. It is part of the San Jose metropolitan area. Sacramento? Nope. Getting getting warmer. I'm bringing out a map. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, which metro area did you say? San Jose. Oh, so that's way south. No, no, no. San Jose's north, right? Right. Uh, Is he actually in San Jose? No. No. But it's around San Jose. If I give you the last clue, you guys will know it. All right. Nevada. Before huh? we... where? Nevada. No, not Nevada. The is he in? Lies. Is he in California? Well, obviously. Yes, he's in, he's California. in California. Yes. Uh. So it's near San Jose. And there's a, a pro sports team here. There's a pro sports team here, but it's the municipality is not the name of the region of the team, but it's where the it's something important's about to happen there. Oh, is he in Santa Clara? Yes, he is in Santa Clara. Home of the San Francisco 49ers and Levi's Stadium and, of course... The 2019 College Football Playoff Championship, which I'm actually obligated, basically, to bring this up, is not the official FBS championship because no FBS... There is no universal FBS championship. It's not like a unified belt in bringing it back to wrestling. Um, or boxing or whatever. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you, you needed to get that I, off of your I chest. I needed to get because, that off my chest. Yeah, because we're, we're going to college football now. Uh, a lot of bowl games happened, the most important of which was the Sun Bowl. <laughs> In El Paso, Texas, it was actually uh, uh, a squeaker of a game. The Stanford Cardinal defeated the Pittsburgh Panthers 14-13. to This, I gotta be honest... This bowl season has been hot and cold. 
they've had incredible games. Uh, actually, I can't think of any right now, but there have been some. <laughs> and then you've had these complete and utter disasters. I'm not sure if you guys been following, but the Cheez-Its Bowl, <laughs> that, that actually is a bowl. Um, it's played at, I'm just going to call it Bank One Ballpark. Okay, the, where the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks play. Okay. That was like seven to six was the final score, and there were nine turnovers. It was just an ugly, ugly game. Uh, the two, well, the Clemson semifinal against Notre Dame was complete and utter trash. Yeah. There was a 30 to three blowout over in uh, Arlington at the Cotton Bowl. And then Oklahoma made the the Orange Bowl semifinal interesting, but it was, no offense to Oklahoma, but that was pretty much destined to be the result in the end. They got a few good touchdowns at the end to make it close, but it was really Alabama all the way. Yeah, I mean, gosh. This, this college football bowl season for me, I mean... Which is non-existent for you, Mr. Seminole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the that's, but even then, like hearing it on sports radio, I think there's kind of a burnout in some sense after a while because there's so many bowl games that honestly, do most of them even truly matter between some? Like, I I don't I don't find a two a, a matchup between two seven and six teams very appealing at. Um, I don't know, the middle of nowhere in some other state that you don't really care about because, you, you know, you're not from there. I used to agree with you. Yeah. Uh, because I think there are, I'll have to look this up, there are, how many bowl games are there? Honestly, like, I, I think some of these sponsors are trying to, like, like, I honestly think some of them are trying to figure out, man, how ridiculous of a name can we make this bowl game? There are 40 bowl games this There's year. There's 40 bowl games? Dear Lord. That's 40 too many. <laughs> Other than the Orange Bowl and, the, you know, the big ones. The, the six. The, the uh, Orange Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, was it the sugar, the sugar Bowl? Cotton. The Cotton Bowl. The Peach, Peach Bowl. And the Rose Bowl. And, and the Sun Bowl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are the only ones that really matter. Well, like I said, I... I used to agree with you, but let me... I mean, the Sun Bowl's been happening since the 30s. Right. Okay. Let me give you the flip of the argument. Okay. Having been a fan of a team that, up until within the past X amount of years, we just went to these quote-unquote minor bowls, it's a, it's a way... It gives you a reason to actually play. It gives you a reason to go for six wins. I mean, obviously, any team wants to win every game, but that's a, a huge milestone to be able to say, we are bowl eligible. And, you know, for lots of teams like uh, FIU, our beloved FIU, uh, thanks to how the system is right now, they have no chance of getting to the playoffs. I hate to admit it, but it just it is what it is. If UCF went on a 25-game win streak and still couldn't even make the top five, let alone the top four, 
there's no way that FIU, which played in just its third bowl game this year and won its second bowl game, is ever going to make the playoff. I hate to admit it. But it gives these guys something to play for at the end of the year. And it's not just the game itself. These guys get what are called swag bags or whatever. That's true. Like, for example, all the youth... The only reason I keep bringing up UCF is because they're the one I follow the closest. So so the Outback Bowl guys all got gift cards to Outback Steakhouse? I assume so. Okay. But like UCF, which is the PlayStation... That might be worth it for some people. So UCF, which played in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, all the guys got PlayStation. PS4. Oh, so... Okay, that could be some incentive. And then hmm. there are other things that are called quote-unquote gift suites. Right. Where the the bowl the bowl says, "All right, you have X points. Um, you can pick whatever the heck you want out of this selection, but you can only make it up to X points. So you could spend it all on a grand watch, just go for one really expensive thing, or you could get lots of like medium or small little things." And players get like players get like watches. Some bowls they get personalized memorabilia. You name it. Mm. So, and then usually these players get like a commemorative jersey because it's a special one of special edition jersey. Okay. But then also, like FIU went to the Bahamas Bowl. My guess is none of these guys have been to the Bahamas before. And that's as exciting as heck. And plus, they get the chance to play for a trophy. So I know there are a ton of these games, but it's, it's almost in a way kind of a way for the players to celebrate themselves, their fans, as a way to kind of say thank you and also to cap off the season in a fun way. Okay. I mean, uh, that's I that's a good, interesting perspective to hear from. Um, I, it's just different for me because I come from a football powerhouse school, and if you're not in one of those six bowl games or fighting for a national championship, the season's a failure. Right. So I, you know, who cares about going to the to, to the Camping World Bowl, you know, and getting an RV rental? <laughs> For free. And, and don't get me wrong. <laughs> for the, for all, a Seminole player, you know? And don't get me wrong. All 130 teams in FBS, they want to play for the national championship. It's it's just who they are. They're, they're there for a reason. They're the cream of the crop. That's the top, top flight of college football. So they all would love to play for the national championship, but unfortunately, at this point, only four teams can. So for 126 teams, it's something else that they can look forward to at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Charles? I mean, I'm not bothered by it. It is a lot, but I'm looking from a, from a entertainment viewing aspect as a fan. It's good to kind of put on notice certain guys who are getting drafted, right? If you're big into football, but you don't like the college football setting where you're just kind of a, you know, not a mainstay, but just a casual viewer puts you in, like, a viewing of some guys. The games can be entertaining. It's hot and cold this year, but, you know, partly that's just because some guys just kind of regrettably poop the bed 
college football, and you'll see this a lot in the professionals. There's a lot of schools that you hate and you take joy in seeing them lose. So, like, for example, Michigan versus Florida. You know, I think people who are very confounded because they don't like Florida Gators, so they want a Michigan to win, but they don't like uh, Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines, so, like, what do we do? Uh, so, I mean, I find that to be entertaining, and by the way, kind of call that where Michigan lost and hoped that verbally, but I'll keep that to myself for now. Um, but it, it, it's just for the entertainment aspect. There are a lot of bowls that are ridiculous, but for the players, as Andrew said, hey, it's going to help them out. For us, it's, it's all about that money, it's that revenue, it's that stream of what the uh, big TV guys can get. And just for the viewers, because let's be fair, you know, sometimes when we have weekends, there's nothing on for people to put something on background noise. And then, you know, we're, we're very much of in excess for a lot of sports today where everything has to be a highlight. So, you know, if you're going to have 40 games, that means you have a possibility of 40 highlights to come in. Whether you have the whole have the whole AutoZone Bowl Nation thing going on, or the Walmart Bowl, or the uh, Chick-fil-A Bowl, you know, some people might like it. Uh, I wonder if there's anybody who's actually sitting there is like, man, I really do love uh, um, McDonald's. So I'm going to watch this McDonald's Bowl and see if I can win myself a Big Mac. Think <laughs> <laughs> about it this way. I think that's how I can explain it to you uh, in a, from the pros and the NFL to now. My Tennessee Titans went 9-7. and seven. We don't have the feel-good sensation of just being, hey, you're above 500, here's a cookie. This is a good way, you know, just for, because, yeah, at the end of the day, they're young players, they're, they're kids, you know, and I can say that because I'm a little bit older. Um, you know, they get to get the glorification of being above 500 or, you know, 500. It'll change once they hit the pros or the XFL and AAF, but let them have it. Let them have their moment. Okay. And then also bear in mind, for like 99.9% of players I don't know what the the percentage is these guys aren't going to be going pro this is it this is the end of the line for them so this is uh, I know some people say ooh it's a participation trophy I think it's more than that personally because you still have to play for it and even if you don't you're still something getting something out of it plus the conferences get huge payouts depending on the bowl so it everyone it it, it is everybody. benefiting somebody okay <laughs> even when you have uh announced quotation mark crowds of 45k and empty seat picks on twitter is showing just swaths <laughs> swaths of empty seats where it looks like a marlins game you know uh more poking fun at myself for for you guys okay uh so that's uh, college football talk. Uh, I wanted to get into some 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 quick hockey talk here. Uh, NHL's had their Winter Classic. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yesterday on New Year's Day between the Boston uh, Bruins. Sorry, I almost said Celtics and the Chicago Blackhawks at the Notre Dame Stadium, and they actually put on more of a show than Notre Dame themselves uh for for that game i hope there are some notre dame fans watching i'd love to get their reaction to that um that's a huge burn oh they sucked okay yeah they 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 sucked okay there's like like uh there's um like when the broncos faced the seahawks in the super bowl they sucked that one that's peyton manning as a hall of famer so yeah okay that's so the, the notre dame fighting irish Embarrass themselves in front of national tele, like uh, national audience. Okay, like they 
they've got they they have people saying man should we have Notre Dame in these games anymore because they've sucked in them since 2000 here's a fun fact UCF has won more BCS and New York uh, New Year's six games than Notre Dame has again I apologize I keep bringing up UCF and all this trivia stuff but I've been a UCF fan since 2010 and I live breathe UCF so I know all this fun stuff um, but, but Notre Dame just sucks. Like, like they, like they sucked in their last national championship against the against uh, the Crimson Tide. Against the Crimson Tide, like it's they've been embarrassing to the point where people are like, man, maybe they should join the rest of the ACC and actually play for something instead of, you know, at least they would have gotten their embarrassment out of the way against Clemson beforehand, right? And we could have seen, I don't know. Uh, Ohio State or somebody I think playing UCF them. would have had a better shot yeah, at escorting it. Even least. if you guys got embarrassed for that, okay, at the very least, you guys played for it, and okay, we took our shot. And we know? would have scored more than three points. <laughs> I'm sorry. You would have scored. We would have scored more than three points. Sheesh. They scored a field goal. At least get a safety. At least make it interesting. Gosh, that was that's just complete and utter decimation. Man, I don't think I I know Notre Dame is a, a blue blood a historic team going back to the 1900s. All the more whatever. reason for us to make fun of them. But this isn't the 80s anymore. Where like they were winning national championships. Like if this like if the, like if the New York Yankees. Sorry, Charles, but if the New York <laughs> Yankees and he'd, he'd admit to it. I, I know you'd admit to it. If the New York Yankees had a went to the World Series and lost in a sweep. And we're just utterly destroyed in all four games. You'd say, yeah, that was terrible, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, not just a, a, a sweep implies that it could be like four to three. No, I'm saying they got no, like no, no. They utterly got destroyed. They just crazy. got decimated. Right. That's happened in certain World Series. Uh, the Red yeah. Sox versus the Colorado Rockies. And, you know, part of the playoff process is the journey to the end. And... You're not have, you're not sticking the landing as a, a fan of the sports world when you can't even win one game. I mean, look, I think everybody likes that supreme dominant being uh, that eventually wins out. Ugh, man. You're not having fun with it. It feels like a waste. So I think the same thing going to Notre Dame. It's just like, all right, we had conversations in the past on other episodes about, hey, this is not the proper team to get in there. They haven't really tested their medal. And yeah, they're undefeated, but it, it's kind of like undefeated with an asterisk, and this is why there was an asterisk to yeah. Uh, all right, that was a tangent, but <laughs> but they did suck. That was a, a that was a tangent by all of us. That's that's very rare for all of yeah, us to we, gang up on. one We went topic. from hockey to college football, and we ended up in baseball for some reason. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of ba- well, I guess we should finish up our yeah, hockey discussion. So okay, so um, All Star Game is happening in San Jose this season. Uh, four captains have been selected for the. The little round robin tournament that they have between the divisions, which I like, by the way, I think that was cool. The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Atlantic gets Austin Matthews as their captain. So, I with the way the Maple Leafs are super popular right now and that they're actually good, I totally saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either him or Steven Stamkos. Um, 
Although Nikita Kucherov is on a yeah. hell of a tear right now. Exactly. And then Edmonton, Connor McJesus. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he, he was the only one that you could choose, even though he's mired in Edmonton right now. Honestly, man, that guy, you just feel sorry for him. Because <laughs> the Oilers, the Oilers of all teams, they have this fantastic superstar and they just can't put a team around them. And they've had fantastic superstars for who knows how long. Well, they've those had, are, yeah, the, they've the had number Jordan one draft Everly, picks. Yeah. They've had uh, Ryan Taylor Hall. Hawkins, uh, yeah, RNH. Well, he's still on the team, but. But they just cannot. They, well, they're Notre Dame right now. They suck. Well, <laughs> so, uh, the Washington Capitals got Alex Ovechkin. But he's sitting out, if he I is remember. Seating, he is sitting out for the Metropolitan Division, so he will be suspended one game because of it. Really? Yeah, if you sit out the All-Star game, when you're selected, you'll be suspended one game. Wow. So he wanted to get some rest for the push. For, he wants to win another Stanley Cup. I can understand that. So he actually did it last season, too, so it's not anything new. So most likely, Sidney Crosby will replace him as captain. And then finally, Nathan McKinnon for the Avalanche. Uh, another good choice, actually. I see nothing wrong with that one at all. Is he still on the, the abs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he is He is the abs guy. <laughs> then finally, NHL, um, be, because of the Winter Classic, they usually host, they usually announce all of their future cities for their big events next season. So next season, the All-Star Game will be hosted in St. Louis. Ooh. So the Blues, I, I think it might be their first time hosting it. Well, but, luckily I'm the researcher. So. Um, so good on the Blues, even though they've, they're kind of like the Panthers where they just can't seem to get it together this season. But they've got uh, Tarasenko and a, um, a good fan base, so they'll, they'll, they'll do pretty well in St. Louis for that game. The Winter Classic... It, this is the big surprise. Mm -hmm. The Winter Classic will be hosted at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas by the Stars. That's going to be big because the Cotton Bowl has a very large capacity. Yeah. This is the big surprise. Uh, so far, all of the Winter Classics have been in northern cities and northern areas. Uh, this is the first one that will be hosted in the south, uh, south of the Mason-Dixon line. Uh it is the Dallas Stars who have been one of the model Southern franchises in the NHL since they moved from Minnesota. They've got a Stanley Cup championship. They've got a good team right now, uh, even though their GM totally ripped Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, <laughs> like like no other GM has ever done before. Like I actually admired it, to mm -hmm. be honest. Like he called out his two superstars for not playing hard enough. And that's why the stars aren't as good as they should be, according to him. Um, or it might have been the team president. I don't think it was the GM. But uh, Dallas, it finally, I guess, hopefully it people show up to this. Hopefully Dallas really does put on a show. Because it would validate the southern markets in the NHL. It would open up uh, maybe Tampa as a future host for this thing. Uh, I know that LA has already hosted a stadium series game between them and the Ducks at Dodger Stadium. 
But this is different. This is like LA is like a fifty-year-old team. This is the Stars who are real twenty-five seasons in Dallas. In Dallas right now, and and they've they've actually cultivated a pretty nice hockey fan base. Yeah. Uh, over and there. one of the best goal horns in the league. Yeah, the the goal horns actually for every score mm-hmm. they they. Um, they sound it off for every yeah. score, so it's you know they score three goals. It's burr, 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 like it's it's fantastic. But just the horn itself, the sound. Yeah. Um, and by the way, to go back to your point, this will be the third time St. Louis has hosted the. Oh, okay. They've hosted but previously in. They haven't hosted in a while, I'm assuming. But getting on to that, um, they've hosted the. I, I just had it. Okay. So it's the stars are hosting, but they haven't announced their opponent. This is their third time and their first since nineteen eighty-eight. Okay, so it has been a while. So it's been twenty-one years now. Something so like that. The I think it's confirmed that the opponent will not be the Blackhawks, much to the joy of hockey fans and even some Blackhawks fans who are kind of getting burnt out with this too um, so my question would be who should be the opponent well I mentioned to you before we went on air but I really want the North Stars or the sorry the, the Minnesota Wild because as we mentioned the Dallas Stars they used to play in Minnesota um, but then they moved down there in, I think, 1993? Yep. They moved to Dallas in 93. So this would be two Minnesota franchises playing. So I I would be disappointed if it's anything other than those two teams. Okay. I, that's one. I see the argument for it, and, I would, I, and a lot of people would love that. My other one would be the Nashville Predators. Hmm. Because, once again, another push towards validating the southern markets in the NHL. True. Uh, the Nashville Predators are awesome right now. Their fan base is probably the best one in the NHL at this point, as far as just making it look like going to their arena would be the most fun thing to do ever. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. That, they have these chants. They've, the, outside of the arena, they have... Um, they, they have like some sort of vehicle that's like painted in the team colors of the opponent and they just have people you can just grab a sledgehammer and just go to town on that car for the playoff series against the Winnipeg Jets last season they actually brought a small airplane so that people could actually <laughs> smash it up to bits that's awesome it's awesome they throw catfish on the ice that's their thing they actually do have a catfish tank at the arena that you can take selfies with it's and then they've got all these country music stars who have just jump on the bandwagon. Uh, it's it looks like a rock, like a, just like a rocking good time. Some honky tonk hockey uh, would be great to see them versus the stars. Uh, uh, that would just it, it, it for me that would legitimize the southern markets if they could fill up that that cotton bowl with fans dressed in yellow and green. Uh, not needing uh, a northern franchise to prop up the game because they could easily do that have mm-hmm. the Dallas Stars facing off against uh, the Detroit Red Wings or something uh, because that would be a 
historical matchup from the early from the late nineties, but I don't think that would. I don't think they should do that. It, if it's a northern franchise, it it should only be Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like the Stars don't really have a rivalry of, of any sort again with the Bruins or or the Rangers or the Flyers or the Penguins. So mm-hmm. it really opens up the possibility of of a southern team for that matchup. Heck, maybe, maybe throw in Tampa if you want. But I think I well, think the Predators would be because they are division rivals. Right. What about you, Charles? What do you think? I'm in for Nashville, uh, just because you sold me on the whole <laughs> catfish thing. But you know, that's you talked about it earlier, Francisco. You got to make a market push, and the southern markets have been, you know, for lack of a better word, dry. Um, if you have a winning team, the idea they can carry over. If they have star brand, star name, look, it's a small state in Tennessee, small market, Nashville. But you know, they're trying to at least get sports in there with Memphis Grizzlies. Um, and then, you know, you have the Tennessee Titans, obviously, so there's a little bit bias. This for me, come to Tennessee, it's fun. Uh, you can have fun with it. You know, it would be refreshing for hockey. Um, you know, all-star games, we talked about before we went on air, uh, from you, Francisco, that at least fans will be there, enjoy it, and probably sit through all the periods, as opposed to going to the Pro Bowl for the NFL, all-star oh, games in baseball and basketball, where people are just there for first half and like, all right, we're out because no one's taking it seriously. I think the worst all-star game is the NBA all-star game. Mm. That's yep. the worst of them all. Maybe the Pro yep. Bowl. But I think the NBA all-star game, just because of... I don't know. It, 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 it's, it has nothing. There's nothing for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you can... If you can get me to see... If you can treat this all-star game like an exhibition... Where it kind of matters yeah. a little bit. You know what we yeah, should I mean, do? We should get Vince McMahon in there. It's <laughs> WWE him, Fire All Star Games. And he'll tell him, listen, you know, rings don't matter here. Okay. Alright, then they announced the Heritage Classic, which is the Canadian outdoor game that happens every two seasons. Is it happening in a city that does not have an NHL franchise for the first time in this series? Between the, uh, it'll be between the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames, and it will be played at the home of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of the Canadian Football League. So it'll be in Regina, Saskatchewan. Does and no, he he actually is pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, it's not Regina, it's Regina, and that's an interesting thing. And a lot of people have noticed that it is actually the Battle of Atlanta. True. Because it is the Calgary Flames and the Winnipeg Jets who used to be the Atlanta Flames and Atlanta Thrashers, respectively. So... I wonder if that went into their thinking. I'm sure it did. (laughs) I think it's just a very, very fun coincidence. I don't think they really did think that through. And then... But some people are saying maybe they should wear their throwbacks for both teams. Yeah, that would be awesome. The uh, the Flames in the the Flaming A and the... uh, and those uh, powder blue Thrashers jerseys for the Jets. Mm. Uh, and then finally, uh, the more interesting, I guess the most interesting of all, all of these, is the Colorado, the, the Colorado Avalanche will face, well, they, they don't know the opponent, but they will be playing at the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, home of the Falcons. Uh, they'll be playing a game out there, outside. Which I think is cool. I mean, 
uh, last year's uh, Winter Classic, or was it a Stadium Series, was played over at Notre uh, at Navy, right? Over in Annapolis, right? So I think it's cool that you're getting uh, going out there playing in front of our current, former, and future troops. Gives them something cool to do. Um, Colorado Springs is very cold at that time of year. Uh, I don't know who would be the opponent. Who would be the rightful opponent for the for the Avalanche in this one? Um, Panthers. <laughs> yeah, 1996 rematch. That's what everybody wants to see. Uh, I don't think it would be the Panthers, but I'm I guess s- maybe Vegas because N- Nevada is pretty is probably that'd be that would be interesting. That's Nevada is pretty close to Colorado. I was thinking. I don't think they would put Dallas even because they'd already be hosting their own outdoor game. Right. Um, maybe, I, I guess as a 90s throwback, you could have the New Jersey Devils um, just as a rematch of that 2001 Stanley Cup. And then you could have... And uh, then there's always the... the you go- could have them wear the Rockies jerseys. Yeah. N- Notre, uh, New Jersey used to be the Colorado That's Rockies. That's right. The, Devil, the Devils used to be the Rockies. and Or you could just have a, a original 16 which i would assume would be the red wings to have that once again throwback to the 90s right um even though there's really nothing there anymore between those two teams <laughs> they're not even the same conference and those are the, that's really the big nhl news right now season's kind of humming along the lightning are still decimating opponents and um there's no really truly awful team just yet maybe the senators maybe the senators can get truly awful and we can see a glorious tank there but uh they just traded for Anders nielsen so that's can you still consider a tank bowl in hockey even though they didn't play bowls the tank classic tank classic okay <laughs> i like that okay uh so we're we're halfway through guys we're, we're halfway through we get to our favorite segment here we'll, we'll uh a, a word from our non-sponsors excellent it's our kind of thing we always look forward to so i don't know who wants to start this you want to go, Charles? Yeah, I'll start it. Uh, this week, for me, uh, non-sponsor sponsors, because let me tell you, I'm thinking of my tummy. Dinner time is coming around. And after we get out of this, I'm going to go get myself a nice, big, heavy sandwich, burger. Maybe I'll get some wings from it. My uh, non-sponsor sponsor this week is Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, beat you know, ups Not much going on. Beat ups beat ups It feels appropriate, you know, because I was thinking about it. You know, let's go to a place that has all the screens on there so I can see all my sports, my whopping, you know, two NBA uh, games going on that I'm probably not to watch with LeBron Lakers and not LeBron and, you know, Thunder just there with Westbrook being all sullen and playing like crap and then seeing some college basketball teams that I don't know, but I'm hungry. And I want some food. Plus, the reason why I'm putting on blast a little bit is because they have a new burger that's basically, it's like somebody like me, a lazy bum, just put his chicken tenders on top of his burger and just ate it at one shot. Well, now you can get that. It's like eleven ninety nine. I forgot the name of it, but you'll know what I'm talking about. Go think with your stomach, folks. <laughs> My uh, non-sponsor sponsors is B-Dubs. Promo oh, code? Promo code hungry. Okay. <laughs> All righty. You need... I'll let you go next because I had to. I have to change mine at the last minute. Okay, well, all right. So my non-sponsor is uh, is Puma. Hmm. So Puma has been providing excellent footwear since 1948. Uh, they are based out of Germany, if you did not know. 
Puma is back in the game of basketball uh, with current stars under their belt, including the 2018 number one draft pick of the Suns, DeAndre Ayton. He is a Puma dude. They've, they have different collaborations with different uh, brands and celebrities, including Pepsi, Sonic the Hedgehog, Transformers, Barbie, Hot Wheels, Rihanna, and Selena Gomez. Uh, I recently got uh, some Puma shoes for Christmas, and Puma has been my brand for actually years now. Um, as you can see, the panther seems to be my spirit animal. So uh, Puma is kind of the, I don't know, I just kind of gravitate towards them. They're really comfortable. Uh, I, I like all the different styles that they have. I have several different Puma shoes in different colors. They actually do match my caps, my hats, as, as Andrew and Charles know. I love... The dude uh, always matches. I love color coordinating myself. Uh, I was probably... Yeah, I, I stuck out like a sore thumb in, in, in law school because of it. Uh, well, I, it, that in a way actually made me notice you because I always notice, hey, the, the dude's always color matching. I always accessorize with my shirts and my, my, my sleeves, my pants, my shorts, my socks, my laces, my shoes, my hats. Heck, if I had earrings and sunglasses, I would have done that too. But uh, Puma is just my, my go-to footwear. Uh, when it comes to uh, either for running or or even just for walking around, uh, they got sandals. They 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 sell hats. They sell shirts. They sell all kinds of sports apparel. And and you know what? Uh, I've been wanting those shoes that I got for Christmas for quite a while. They're the ones that Selena Gomez wears, and I like feeling like Selena Gomez every once in a while. You know, I like I like feeling pretty. Okay, so if you want to feel pretty, you get some Pumas. All right. Uh, the, the, so and and fun fact. Did you know that Puma and Adidas were once the same company? I did know that. They are yes. actually, yeah, they were founded by brothers, and the brothers actually had a spat. They split the companies, Puma on one side, Adidas on the other. They're both headquartered in the same place in Germany, and both brothers went to the graves hating each other. So, uh, a nice thing to think about in this new year. Uh, <laughs> the promo code is take it to your grave. Take it to your grave, all right. Um. Oh, that's tough. The one that I just thought of, you've already covered. Bummer. Um, Nintendo. Uh, what the heck? I'll I'll be more specific and I'll go with Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Actually, we did play it last. That's exactly ago. why. I played Super Smash Brothers for I don't want to say the first time, but really the first kind of extended period of time ever. Um, was it two weeks ago now? Yeah. And even though it was on these very tiny little controllers. Uh, yeah, Charles, we, uh, uh, side note, everybody, I forgot my other, um, uh, Wii U, uh, not Switch controller. And, uh, Andrew and I had the, I guess, unfortunate occurrence of playing with the Joy-Con on its side. Which is a very, very small space to use for a, comp for a controller, but somehow it worked. And that was, that was an absolute blast. I had so much fun with that, um, and I'm very mad at myself that I didn't get into it earlier. Although, I never owned, well, I, I owned a SNES way back in the day, but um, no Nintendo consoles since then, but... That was that was a heck of a lot of fun, and I'm 
hoping that he'll bring his controllers next time so we can actually play. I do have my Switch here, so I, right. ta- I take it everywhere. So that was that was a lot of fun. So my non-sponsor of the week is... And not to mention that there are so many little Easter eggs in that thing, I was I was genuinely surprised. He uh, he actually got an assist trophy during one of our matches, and it was one of the Nintendogs. So you just see this toy poodle <laughs> pop out in the middle of the screen, and he's actually blocking your view, but you're not really angry at it because it's a cute toy poodle. And he just started <laughs> bursting out laughing. So, just a, yeah, just a ton of uh, references. He loved Pac-Man. Uh, just he, all the like arcade references. He's like, "Holy crap, that's Galaga!" <laughs> and that hammer was really hel- helpful as well. Yeah, the the hammer from Donkey Kong. Um. So, yep. To Nintendo and Super Smash Brothers. That's my non-sponsor of the week. And promo code is Pleasant Surprise. Okay. Alrighty. That was. All right. So we've got Puma, Super Smash Brothers again. That's our actually our first repeat on sponsor. Well, that one I so thank you Sakurai. Yep, <laughs> you are a god to us. We shall not ask you for anything ever again. <laughs> and uh, and Buffalo Wild Wings. You know what? Let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings with our Puma shoes and hook up Super Smash Brothers to their forty TVs. <laughs> we should do a live show from B Dubs at some point. <laughs> actually, I'm it. yeah. Uh, all right, so I uh, wanted to get into one of our, uh, uh, I guess, uh, we haven't talked baseball in a while, mainly because it's the off season. but there was a big significant trade that did happen between the Los Angeles Dodgers and Cincinnati Reds, a seven-player deal. The L.A. Dodgers got Homer Bailey, Jeter Downs, who I'm surprised Derek Jeter didn't trade for him uh, because his name is Jeter. And Josiah Gray, while the Cincinnati Reds got Yasiel Puig, Matt Kemp, Alex Wood, Kyle Farmer, and seven million bucks. So, uh, guys, uh, what do you think? Who won, lost, or maybe they both lost this trade? I don't know. Well, I guess I'll start since I haven't. Well, I guess I've started a little bit, but I'll go anyway. What the heck? Uh, I think the Reds won this one. I mean, I know that Homer Bailey is a heck of a, foot, a heck of a player. He's a pitcher, right? Charles. Yes. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I thought. Down here, but he was a highly sought guy after some time. Um, wow, I just realized the irony of his name. Um, <laughs> um, I I know he's a heck of a pitcher, um, and I think he instantly makes the Dodgers much better. Um from a pitching standpoint because they need even more better pitch and even more good pitchers. Um, I'm being sarcastic in case anyone couldn't tell, but I think ultimately, I think the, the reds went it uh, went out in this one. Cause you've got the human, the human right arm cannon. That is Yasiel Puig. You've got Matt camp. Uh, who are the other two? Uh, Matt Kemp, Yasiel Puig, Alex Wood, and Kyle Farmer. And $7 million. Mm. Well, I th- I think just by getting Kemp and Puig, I think I, it tips it in their favor. Um, that's just me, though. Um, because those are two really good players, although Kemp is on the decline. 
Um, although he has his moments. But I think getting Puig is is good enough. Well, now that I think about it, this is actually a lot more even than I thought it was. And that's what I was... I mean, for me, the Reds, I, they, they, they improved. But I don't know. It might only be marginally. I don't know if it's enough to overtake the Chicago Cubs or the Milwaukee Brewers. But barring some massive growth from their youth, however, they at least have some veteran presence, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Kemp and Yasiel Puig, which may help them in taking that next step in their rebuild. Right. Um, that might be the biggest thing for the Reds is that they're trying to maybe even legitimize their city and be like, look, well, maybe we can attract free agents or, or have some of our younger guys stay here and show that you know, we're making a push towards getting this back on track towards contention mm-hmm. in their division because um, all, they're in the Central Division, the, the National League Central, and the Pirates had a surprisingly good season. Uh, the Cardinals are still in that mix, uh, always trying to find a way to... Uh, get com- to keep themselves competitive. The Brewers broke out finally, and of course the Cubs have been uh, the cream of the crop uh, for for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So the Reds have just kind of been the punching bag as they they've tanked and and are going through a lot of really tough growing pains for their rebuild. However, they have improved, and this trade only makes that that transition towards their next step easier as far as the Dodgers are concerned I don't know if it makes much of a difference Homer Bailey does but uh, as far as the pitching is concerned uh, and uh, obviously this is the Dodgers freeing up cap space they've already freed up right field now mm-hmm. for Bryce Harper and that's probably why this move was made because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Harper Harper uh, He's from Vegas, so the uh, closest team would be those California teams like the Dodgers right. for him. Uh, he has shown some some expressions towards wanting to play for a team like the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And, and the Dodgers have the dough to give Harper that $350, $400 million contract he'd probably be searching for. Or... Another thing that was thrown about is the Dodgers could offer Harper maybe not a long deal, but a shorter deal where the average salary would be record-breaking as well. Right. So he could be making $40 million per year. I'm sure he'd actually take that. For five seasons instead of over ten seasons, you know, or something I'm sure like he'd so, prefer that. So that the Dodgers of... aren't tied to an aging superstar at the end of the... Because that's what usually happens. Right. Is like, like Albert Pujols. Signed a massive, what, 10, 11-year contract with the Angels, mm-hmm. but the Angels kind of have to pay for it at the end because they're paying superstar money to an aging superstar. Yes, Hall of Famer, but he's not going to be producing towards those numbers this is those not, last two this or is, three seasons. This is not mid-2000s uh, tw- uh, Albert Pujols. Yeah, this isn't uh, Albert Pujols hitting you know, that home run silencing Houston in 2005, nor is it Pujols in that 2011 uh, World Series run, but the Dodgers maybe want to avoid Harper at 35 plus when you know you could have Harper in his prime right now and pay premium for that prime 
Mm-hmm. However, if it leads to a World Series championship, it's worth every dime. Yeah, because they've been spending a ton, and they have yet to win the World Series. <laughs> All right, Charles, any thoughts? Yeah, very briefly, because you kind of uh, both hit the nail on the head here for me. Uh, eh, eh, <laughs> eh, for both. Here's the thing: it's shedding salary for Dodgers. It's shedding salary and a headache. Um, you know, you're trying to help out, get as much guys as you can get away, so you can get a chance at Harper. And it's a possibility. I mean, I don't think anybody really knows where he, where he's going to go. And I think he's going to be that free agent who doesn't sign the big deal on day one of the winter meetings, day two, day three, whatever. He's going to take his time because he can, um, and he's going to see what the best fit is. I do like the idea that you can get him on a short deal but the whole thing is that if he's gonna look for a long deal anyway wouldn't he just go to an AL team so maybe he might just chip out and see what he can get now in the short term and then get something in the long run but that's speculation when speculation can't help us um, I think this is more for the Dodgers to get rid of the headache that is Yasiel Puig uh, you know when Mattingly was there uh, he was they kind of very contentious with each other Puig was bench sent to the minors, came back up, he didn't kind of learn his lesson. Um, there had been trade requests that came into it, and even with Dave Roberts, who's more even-keeled than Mattingly, uh, it's kind of like, you can't deal with this kid. Um, and he didn't really kind of show up in the postseason that much anyway, so what's the idea of I'm going to invest in you to be my guy, Mr. Uh, you know, All-Star, Mr. Rookie of the Year, Mr. MVP, quality guy, and you can't show up. Um, and then Matt Kemp, like, here's the thing about Metcalf. They had him before. They traded him away. Um, he's on the decline. He had a good resurgent year, but this is more or less them just saying, let's not fall in love with a guy who's kind of been in the mainstay for a good portion of his career for us. You know, clip it. He's 33. He'll be 34. His, you know, his on-base percentage is kind of there. His batting average is nice. Um, but let him go to the Reds. And for the Reds, I mean – They've always kind of gone downhill since they got rid of Dusty Baker because when you get rid of a competent manager and you blow the team... As competent as you can get for Dusty Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, hey, you know, look, in baseball, it's very true that teams will stay in the bottom of that cellar for a long time. So sometimes, you know, being a team that gets to -to -to back-to-back-to-back playoffs, you know, enjoy it because now since he's kind of like ruined the day, right? Um, I mean, they got rid of Cueto, stripped him around a little bit, they implode. So I don't think it's going to kind of wet the whistle of fans in Cincinnati that, hey, we got to get we, we know he's a headache, but he has potential because we love potential, right? Um, but maybe it's a step in the right direction. It's just that, that whole division stack, man. I mean, the Brewers, the Cubs, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are only going to get better because they got a couple free agents. The Pirates are going to try. And they're Cincinnati being like, all right, from 67-95, what's the best scenario that we're going to get? And it's probably all this what 75 wins yeah i I mean they that's probably their goal is to improve by at least 10 games um that's my goal as a marlins fan honestly is hey instead of 99 losses let's get to 89 and see what happens um okay speaking of uh kind of transition here uh to uh i guess uh a topic i i since it's 2019 now, a lot of people have their resolutions, and I decided about sports resolutions for for you guys, or maybe for some teams you're following. So 
Do you guys have any sports resolutions for yourselves or for your teams? Mm. I mean, I could start off and yeah, kind of give it. I mean, for me, as from a personal standpoint, I'd like to uh, be comfortable enough. Hey, what's up, KLW? How you doing? Hey there. Uh, we're actually uh, talking about our sports resolutions for for this year. What we uh, we want for ourselves in sports, and maybe we want for our teams in sports, and some goals that we would like for them or ourselves to hit. And for me, it'd be buying season tickets for any of the teams that I like down here, mm -hmm. except for the Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> except for the Dolphins, I'm not paying season ticket prices for that team because I know they're gonna tank. Um, I buy season tickets, like any sort of package, maybe even a small one, maybe like a 10-game package for like the Marlins or mm -hmm. or the Heat or the Florida Panthers. And if I had to go for one of them, it would probably be the Panthers um, mm -hmm. just to support them because I think they need the most support out of every all of them. Jeter's fine. You're fine, Derek. I, I, I'm sorry I would put the Panthers over you, but um, don't worry. I like the new, the new uniforms. Uh, I bought my dad a hat. So you're good. Uh, but for myself, it'd be buying season tickets because it, it, it marked a milestone for me as a fan and also as, a, I guess, an adult, too. Um, you'd, I'd finally have enough to you know, be in that sort of group of people. Hey, I have season tickets to such and such team, you know. Um, I know, Andrew, you got season tickets to the, to the Knights, right? So, I don't know. How does that feel as a fan? I, I like it personally. I mean, you know, I always enjoyed going to the games as a student. Um, and I went to pretty much every game that I could. Um, but it's something about being able to say, I'm, I'm a season ticket holder. You get this lanyard. You get a hard plastic card with your info on it. I don't know. Something about that is kind of makes you feel special. Makes you feel kind of a part of a club, um, and you know that you're supporting your school, which I know already gave them like hundreds of thousands of dollars um, to go there. But I don't know. It's 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 interesting, and I I enjoy it. I mean, I re-upped. This is my uh, I think this is my third year. Uh, being a season ticket, this this will be twenty nineteen will be my third year. Um, so it's it's cool, it's interesting. I enjoy it. Um, you know, if I think if I had more money, I would be a season ticket holder for other teams, so long as I could actually go to enough games to make it financially worthwhile. Yeah, because like UCF, my tickets this past year were it was like one hundred twenty dollars. Um, it, if I could go to zero games, that doesn't make any financial sense. But since I was able to go to enough games to make that worthwhile, then it's totally worth it. Yeah, that's and that's kind of like the the thing I'd like to experience myself is, mm -hmm. you know, they always have uh, the teams have like their season ticket showcase or whatever like people go they sit in the seats they see where they want to sit mm -hmm. how much they want to pay how many games they want to get so I'd like to have that experience too where you know it's maybe I have somebody showing me around because I don't know if I if I could get 
tickets. I don't know if I would want like upper deck seats. I'd maybe want something a little nicer. Even if I had to choose less games, I'd right. like something a little nicer down below. You know. The other cool thing about it, at least on my end, is you don't have to go through all of the websites. You can just say, you know what, I want to go to the game today. You yeah, just, no StubHub, no SeatGeek. You just go. I mean, I think anybody would still just go if they wanted to, but it's cool that you just like, all right, pick up and go. You don't have to go through the hassle of going through StubHub and all that. It makes you feel like a real fan because you're not just giving, you're not going one game at a time. You're a part of something. Yeah. Like, that, yeah, that's that's kind of what I want to feel as far, especially like with the Panthers, because I threw so much of myself into them, mm-hmm. um, even becoming a super hardcore fan, and then they rewarding me in some sense with press pass and things like that. Like, I'd like to kind of re up the favor in some, even though I've already sat in the best seats you could ever get at a Panthers game, which is literally the owner's seats. Right. So I there's nowhere to, there's nowhere to go but down from there. You lucky dog. But still, I know I'm Wait, uh, owner of the team? Yes. I'll ask you after this since it'll take too long to discuss. But it, it just um the fact that I write I I got press pass, I wrote and stuff and just um got lucky. Uh, that the owners well, offered me a seat. Um, you're right. It, it just goes down from there. I, I actually swayed the seating arrangement at the BB&T Center. So. Wow. So that's just a <laughs> secret thing. Well, not really a secret. People know. But, okay. Uh, so besides that, okay, uh, fan resolutions or sports resolutions for uh, teams. I Just two of them, two mm-hmm. teams. FSU football. Don't embarrass ourselves for two seasons in a row. That's all I want. Okay, FSC football, get your stuff together and become the Seminoles as you are a football powerhouse. Don't embarrass us for two seasons in a row. Okay, or at the very least, if you're going to suck, beat the Gators and the Hurricanes and we'll be fine. That's all. Okay, and finally, the Miami Marlins. Uh, Derek Jeter, please... I don't care how you do it. Within this year, find your future anchor superstar. I don't care if you have to trade for them, you have to draft them, you sign them through free agency, you get them through indentured servitude, whatever it takes, get your superstar this year and start building around them because, man, the Marlins need somebody. They need a beacon a guy that you can look to and say, that's our guy. He's going to be here. That's our Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's our Jock Peterson. That's that's our guy. All right. That's me. All right. How about you, Charles? Uh, mine's pretty simple. Buy modern sports memorabilia or stuff. You know, swag, anything. I mean, I have a couple of hats and my Tennessee Titans hat is about eight years old, nine years old. I feel like it's time for a change. I have a couple of Yankee hats I can improve on. I got, you know, it's just the thing is for them, it's always the same color, blue or black. What's that? You, um, you don't get uh, the different colors like I do. Yeah, I can't wear as many hats as I used to. Yeah. And you know, so it's, it's like I'm gonna get that opportunity, and then the only time you'll catch me on uh, wearing a hat now, the professional version of Charles is when you know I'm at the gym and I don't want. 
<laughs> point, it got me, though, because I look like a man-child as it is, so it, it definitely helps me in my favor. Uh, I always kind of play about getting a jersey, but I'm a, I'm a tiny guy, you know, and I, I just basically look like the guy who got into his dad's clothing. And, Make you all, all special custom make the the Atlanta Heimlich maneuver tank tops. <laughs> Please do. Let, let everybody know that I got them. Um, Show up to the Marlins my... Braves game. <laughs> yes, that's my uh, resolution, I guess. Okay. Uh, for me, in terms of teams, you can probably guess that this is going to be related to UCF. Mm-hmm. Um. Just have another good season. It doesn't have to be another perfect season or twelve and one season. Yeah, you guys, you guys took a brunt on social media. I know. Uh, hopefully, it'll die down eventually because it gets very tiring, and I have to kind of stay away from 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 social media because it just gets annoying. Um, it's not that I'm afraid of them; it's just it's annoying. Um, yeah, I can get that. I just want them to have another good season. I want the whole athletic department to have an, another well-rounded, good season. Um, you know, our athletic director, Danny White, wants us to be a top 25 athletic department across the board. I'd like to see that happen. Um, yeah, how's your baseball team? I don't really hear about you. We're actually baseball. not bad. Okay. Um, we we had a couple of good years with, one of, uh, with our... Uh, old coach Terry Rooney, um, but he's kind of tapered off the end, so now he's an assistant at Alabama. Mm. Um, our current coach is Greg Lovelady. He's a former catcher for Miami, uh, won a national championship with them. When? Oh one. Oh one. Huh? Because I was, I was coached, or at least I was trained. And pitching by, I don't know if he's still the all-time winningest pitcher in UM Hurricanes um, college baseball history, but he was one of the best, um, Alex Santos. Actually, he was, um, I think he was friends with Alex Cora, because um, I think they went to school together, because Alex Cora was a UM alum, and of right. course, Cora just won the World Series. Right. So, um, just an, a tangent there, but I mean, he might have played with uh, Alex Santos, so... It's possible. I'm, I'm sure I can look that up. Um, we came awfully close to making the the playoffs last year. Uh, that eventually fell through, but we, we're 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 getting there. Um, so so UCF uh, Lightning. Yeah, okay. Lightning. I'd like to I'd like to see them win a Stanley Cup, but again. Uh, I'm not... You're wary. I'm wary. Yeah. Uh, same with the Rays. I don't think they'll win a Stanley Cup, but I'd like to... I'd leave... <laughs> a, 
<laughs> was I that a joke? Was I that intentional? No. Oh. <laughs> well, I'd love to see the Rays win the Stanley Cup. I would like to see them win the Stanley Cup as well. Um, I don't think they'll win the Commissioner's Trophy, uh, the World Series. Um, you, you still get a kick out of that, don't you? What? That, that, that uh, slip. Yeah, no, I was. it made me think of, because uh, speaking of UCF, because I was looking at the tweets, and um, I was looking at this guy who tweeted something like the season, like before the season started, like around August. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, for everybody says for UCF to be even qualified to the playoff, our schedule should be like this. Alabama, Florida, uh, Florida State, Miami, right. uh, Georgia, all these, he's just naming all these superpower teams. And I'm like, I, I think I, I commented to him, like, um, uh, he, oh, so you, we have to beat the Dolphins and the Jaguars and the Buccaneers. Like, just naming all these ridiculous teams that they would have to go through just to be considered for the playoffs. Right. And I'm like, you guys might want to face the Washington Capitals and Golden State Warriors while you're at it. <laughs> Maybe then you'll be placed in the playoff. Okay, I digress. <laughs> Okay, so uh, um, good season by the Rays, especially since they I mean, won we, 90 games. We had a great season this year. No one will mention that because we didn't make the playoffs. But we did have a very good year. I mean... It's tough to win 90 games. I, I mean, but that that American League... East. In, well, just... No, the American League in general uh, was so top-heavy with the, um, the surprising Oakland A's. So, mm-hmm. really, with the A's... Who knows if they're going to build on that season because they're the A's. Mm-hmm. They're either going to be super awesome for <laughs> they could uh, they could moneyball their their way to 100 wins one season and the next season they're trading off their assets at the at the deadline, you know, the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So with the A's, it's a toss up whether they're going to be good or not this season. So maybe that opens up a wild card spot for a team like the Rays who um, also kind of I guess sort of moneyball their way there too, but um, the Rays kind of operate differently in some sense because they actually at least made the World Series, which mm-hmm. the A's have yet to do under Billy Bean. Um, and the American League East, yes, you, you have the Red Sox and you get the Yankees, so you're pretty much assured that the Yankees or the Red Sox will take one of those wild card spots. Mm-hmm. But um, after that, I mean, th- that Central was terrible. That American League Central was year was just supremely awful uh, <laughs> Joe Maurer has retired now so that's so who knows how that's going to affect the Twins and the Rays could have a shot as long as one of those AL West teams doesn't rise up mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to see the Jags make it back to the playoffs and yeah. not completely they were probably the most disappointing they team. were extremely disappointing this year yeah um as a fan, personally, I want to kind of jump off of what uh, Charles said. I would like to go and get some jerseys. Um, you know, UCF Hockey has a really good jersey set, and they do sell some. Um, I think you have to buy them at the game, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the Lightning, eh, their, their jersey look is okay. Um, but I yeah. would still get one just for, out of principle. Yeah. Um, I guess I would get a baseball jersey too, but really more the sweaters. It's it's kind of odd to wear a baseball jersey around. The hockey sweater makes a bit more sense. 
You know what? You know which baseball? Uh, I guess mem- since we're talking about merchandise, <laughs> one of my favorite things that I actually have. I don't know if you remember the baseball sweaters from, let's say, circa late nineties. Which They're, one? They were starter jackets. Yeah. Um, and especially the Marlins one because it's black with the Marlins stri- script logo and teal mm-hmm. with the sleeves and teal. It's got on. Uh, the the F logo on one of the on the sleeves, and it's got the the teal striping pattern. Like it's it's glorious. It's like the '90s threw up on it. <laughs> but I love it, and I got it as a kid. So it was actually you know they were expensive too. They were like 150 bucks, and I remember my mom's boss actually bought it for me. Oh, that's so, nice. Because um, he's he's got a bit of money, and he's always he was a baseball fan. So um, he was a New York Giants fan actually. That's how old he was. That's that is exactly it. I still have it too. It fits me now that I've lost the weight, but it's it's a little short on me. Yeah, since I got it when I was like eleven. <laughs> but but that's a it's a great it's a great one. Even though it doesn't keep you that warm, is I mean, you have to wear something under it if you want to you know wear it out. Yeah, it's cold. But we're in Florida, so how, <laughs> how many times am I going to bust that out? Right. So, um, yeah. so that's kind of it for me. Um, I just want, I know that's kind of boring, but I just want all of my teams to do well. Even if it doesn't end up resulting in a championship, except for the Lightning, because I feel like they should win the Cup. But They should. This is it. Like This or next year. If they don't win, um, yeah, this or, or next year. If they don't win this one, especially with how awesome they are right now. It's really like people are really, especially for Stamkos, gonna be basically what happened to Steve Eiserman. For the longest time, he was known as a choke artist with the Red Wings. Yeah, like they just never got to it, or like or like Alex Ovechkin, mm-hmm. the same thing. Uh, so Stamkos might have that hanging over his head if the Lightning don't find a way to seal the deal. All right, you know, and yeah, that's about it. Should we head to another segment? Yeah, yeah, let's uh let's see here. Um I guess we can go to players we remember to forget. I don't know if you guys have anybody you want to talk about, but I've got a pretty interesting guy in, in some sense. Yeah, I noticed. So Alright, go ahead. Alrighty. Anybody Charles before I start? Uh no, I, I wanna I'm, hear your pitch on this. I mean sometimes you guys, you know, piggyback off of me and start going down the rabbit hole of mm-hmm. these guys. Although so, we are running a little bit, yeah, uh, low on time. Yeah, so. I know. That's that's why I want to get to it. Okay, so my guy is uh, a former NBA player, Antonio McDice. Hmm. Don't know if that rings a bell for anybody. No. Nope. He played for quite that's a while. Right. It does. Yeah. All righty, good. All right, so Antonio McDice. He played for the Denver Nuggets, the Phoenix Suns, the New York Knicks. The Detroit Pistons and the San Antonio Spurs from 1995 to 2011. He was drafted by the LA Clippers. He went to the University of Alabama, so we got some uh, Alabama reference there since they're going to the national championship game again. He made the 2001 All-Star team for the Western Conference. he won an Olympic gold medal in 2000 in Sydney, Australia. Uh, 
and this is kind of the the story that kind of was interesting to me what stood out for him uh was uh so he was traded uh just before the season after he was drafted to the denver nuggets and he played there for about two seasons before the third season he was traded to the phoenix suns the phoenix suns had an awesome season that year with a young jason kidd and so he was a free agent after that though so during that off season he was mulling over his his options and he decided to um uh talk to the denver nuggets again mm-hmm. uh and so he was being wooed by the nuggets at that time and so jason kidd rex chapman and george mcleod of the phoenix suns decided to fly through a snowstorm to convince him to stay in phoenix huh. okay now the reason it was a snowstorm was was because this was the 98 lockout shortened season that was coming up so it was winter when this happened uh mcdice was with the nuggets gm watching a colorado avalanche game and jason kidd and his crew arrived to the arena the mcnichols arena and the gm found out that they were there oh boy and so he called down to security to not let them in (laughs) okay so this is kind of like the um was it uh Gosh, uh, the center for who you, um, freaking, uh, uh, the, he's, he plays for the Mavericks now. Novinsky? No, no, no. The, the center for the Clippers before. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Gosh darn it. Yeah. Well, when DeAndre Jordan was, uh, was wooed back to the Clippers, it's kind of, kind of has that sort of feel, but, uh, yeah, he wouldn't let them in to the arena and thus McDice signed with the Nuggets again. Uh, funny thing is, uh, then he went on to, he was actually an up-and-coming player until he was injured in around 2002, I believe. Uh, I think he had a terrible season with the New York Knicks, but who doesn't have a terrible season with the New York Knicks? <laughs> uh, and finally, he, was, he wasn't the same player after he had like a devastating knee injury. Uh, he reinvented himself and went to the Detroit Pistons. And he revived his career as a as a good six man for the for the Pistons, and then finally ended his career in San Antonio. Um, never won a championship, unfortunately, but he was a good solid player for quite a long time. So Antonio McDice, I don't know what he's doing now. I couldn't find any information as to what he's up to. Maybe he's just enjoying retirement. Uh, maybe he's a low key type of guy and doesn't want people to know what he's doing. But um, Hopefully he's not in crippling gambling debt. All right, that's it for me. Uh, I, mean, I remember McDyson. He was a pretty decent player. I mean, he's just a typical bench guy that came in after the injuries. So it was interesting that you mentioned. I'm like, well, he wasn't terrible. But no, no, he wasn't terrible. Guys, sometimes you get guys in these segments that they just kind of brought back. It's like a trip of nostalgia coming back in for us. Yeah. Yeah, so that's McDice. If you guys don't have anybody. Nah, I don't. No, no, you don't. Okay. Alrighty, so I did that, did that. You want to go to my favorite segment? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because I don't have any Spanish team names, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so we can go to your favorite segment. I don't know, you probably have the, you have the scoreboard up? For, yep. Okay. So this is our, uh, 
our, our little game that we play. Guess that college team name. <laughs> there's a ton of college basketball going on, as always. It seems like there's 100 games every, every day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those schools, we have no idea where they are from and what their name is, what their colors are. But Andrew most likely does, and thus me and Charles are subjected to torture. Actually, believe it or not, I picked some pretty tough ones this time. I don't even know some of these. It's tough every day for me, so I don't know. <laughs> we, we do improve little by little. Little by little, we do improve. Okie doke. So, well, that's going to be an interesting tidbit. Anyway, so, let's go. We will start with Vermont versus Dartmouth. Vermont. Oh, I know Vermont because I of college hockey. The Catamounts. Correct. Very good. That's right. Um, the Catamounts, which is your favorite species of. It's a a, a, a type of puma. It could be a cougar, a mountain lion, or a panther. Or a panther. Yeah. Um, against Dartmouth. Dartmouth. Uh, and if for our viewers at home, if you're actually there, uh, feel free to chime in if you know any of these. The Dartmouth mouth darts. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Dartmouth Baders. There you go. The Darth Baders. Baders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. But I will give you a hint. It is an adjective word. It's an adjective name plus a color. Uh, no, no, you're getting into grammar for me. I, I suck at grammar. So it's <laughs> it's kind of it's not like cardinals. It's like fighting Irish. So it's uh, it's a descriptor word. It's a two name. So is it a is it a people? Is it a people? No, it's it's, it's a, an animal. No. Oh, it's a concept. <laughs> it's a color. It's a color. Okay. It's, it's the descri- it's a descriptor so and a color. The blues? No. Okay. Remember, it's two words. Oh, the the angry blues? No. <laughs> Charles. Um. Damn it. Uh, yeah, I know. The purple people purple, eaters. Purple pillows. <laughs> Those are the Vikings. <laughs> Uh, you guys, uncle, give up? Yeah, uh, yeah, man. The Dartmouth Big Green. The Big what? Green. So they're a Jolly Rancher flavor. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, okay. Next. Are they, it, Fire that AD who gave the name. Are they a Jolly Green Giant? Like, is there that? That should be their mascot. Let's find out. Or is it just like the the Syracuse orange? Just a big green circle. Let's see. Um, although orange makes sense that it's a circle because orange is both a color. I mean, uh, I, I mean, or is or is the or is Dartmouth like a celery stick or something? I don't know. I'm looking that up right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is too good. What is their mascot? This is too good. I didn't know this. Uh. Okay, is I, there... I, I have to I have to confirm that this is true. Okay, it's not it's not their official mascot, thank God, but their unofficial mascot is Keggy the Keg. 
Hold on. It is, I gotta Google this. It's a giant and keg. And put it on screen. That is, that is such a bro. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I gotta put this on, on, on Google. Hold on real sick. Keggy the keg. I love it. Dartmouth mascot. Holy, are you kidding me? Keggy? Keggy the keg. It's an anthropomorphic oh, keg. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is real. This, look, it says official next to this. I need pictures. I'm looking right now. <laughs> what? I just pulled it up on screen. It looks like something that came out of The Simpsons. Ex yeah, it looks like the Duff beer mascot or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Can we can we add him to our non-sponsor of the week? Yeah, Keggy the, the Keg. You know what? You are doing a great job, dude. Okay, <laughs> he could be at Buffalo Wild Wings right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go look for him. <laughs> okay, so Keggy the Keg represents the Dartmouth Big Green. He should be in Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Really, I, I, he, I'd main him. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next up, we've got Bucknell versus Army. Okay. Okay. The Army is the Black Knights. Correct. Okay. That's not why I chose this game. Okay. So Black, was it? Bucknell. Bucknell. I, I swear they're not the Bucknell Buckeyes. I'm just gonna like. Okay, so it's it's not alliteration, so they're not it the Bucks. It actually is an alliteration. So they're the Bucks? But it's not the Buckeye. Okay, not the Bucks, like the Milwaukee Bucks? No. It, but it is an alliteration, though. So, so it starts with a B, then. It does start with a B. Okay. The Bucknell Buckets? Because that's awesome. Which would go with Keggy right here. <laughs> Sadly, the name does not begin with Buck. Or it, it, does, it does not rhyme with Buck in any way, shape, so, or form. So it's not... The alma mater of Joe Buck. Okay, right. That's fine. Uh, I'm just gonna leave Keggy here on the, on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Boy Scouts. Is okay. Uh, is it a people? No, it is a creature. It is, is an animal. Okay, bears. No, that's too easy. No, that is too easy. You you said that these would be interesting in some sense. This is interesting in some sense. Okay. It's not the most interesting name I've ever heard, but it's it's decent. Okay. Bandit is not a, not an animal. Bandicoots? Like Crash no. Bandicoot? Okay. Uh, barracudas. Nope. Ugh. It's, it's a land-based animal. Okay, land-based. Okay, so... And it is very, or at least used to be, very common in the United States. Particularly in the mountain Midwest. Buffalo? Bison. Bison. Okay. All right, bison. You were getting close. All right, next up is... Uh, Speaking no, of, I'm going to look up his mascot. <laughs> next up is Illinois State versus Valpo, or Valparaiso, as it's officially known. Okay. So, Illinois State. Another animal. 
Okay. It's an air-based animal. Okay, so Illinois... By air-based, I mean it flies. Okay, so... Falcon? No. Condor? Mm, it's... It's a colored bird. It The, na- the name has a color in it. Golden Eagles? No. There's a there's a there's actually a shopping center here in Miami near Coral Gables that has the same name. Wow, that, that because is... it's it's the cross of two major roads. Okay, so it's on Bird Road. <laughs> yeah, Red maybe Redbirds. Redbirds. Okay, all right. So and then the more interesting one. That one was okay. Uh, the next one is Valparaiso. Okay, Val Val. Valparaiso. Valparaiso, let's say. It's um, uh, it's it's a human. It's a it's a medieval type human. Uh, a, a crusader. Okay. All right. Right off the bat, it is the Valparaiso Crusaders. I've actually been watching this YouTube channel called um, Extra History. I've been hearing about crusades and things like that so maybe i just pop top of my head so all right so last but not least um north florida we all know is the ospreys okay they're taking on an uh, an naia team which is a lower level of college sports right it's like community college type of stuff higher than that oh okay but um and I didn't even know this school existed. Florida National University. Oh, Florida Nationals. They're like, uh, I think they're in like Hialeah or something. <laughs> to be, they actually might be close to where I live. Um, but I have seen like at least a building on actually, the Palmetto. Actually, now that I think about it, I have heard of that. Like on the, on the Palmetto. Right. So... So not to be confused with Florida International University, which is our law school alma mater. Florida National University. National. Uh, Another human mascot. Human. Okay. Um, Cavaliers. It does start with a C. Oh. Cavaliers. Not Crusaders, I'm assuming. No. Um, Wouldn't make that, wouldn't make it that easy for you. It's a human. It is a human. I'm assuming it's not Native American. No. Okay. It's a. It's an older human. Um, older in the sense of that's when they existed, really. Okay. So. Pirates. No. Pirate. Okay. Another land-based type human. Land-based human. <laughs> well, well, geez. the pilgrims. Well, I. We're, we're getting close, are we? Like timeline-wise of human history, we're talking like 1500s here. 1500s, very, very prevalent, very prevalent actually in Florida, if I know my history well enough. Okay, so I'm a so Ponce de Leon type of guy. That would be okay. Um, what are they called? Conquistadors. Yeah, the Florida National University Conquistadors. I knew my Latin heritage would come back to help me. (laughs) That's a mouthful right there. Okay. 
And fun fact before we head out here. Yeah. FIU, Florida.